0: The Long Story Short Podcast with Liz Calloway.
1: Welcome to The Long Story Short, the weekly podcast on Burn Media. I'm Liz Calloway. If you're enjoying The Long Story Short, be sure to like it and share it with your friends. We all need to work together to save America. And now on with the show.
0: It's Long Story Short with Liz Calloway.
1: I'm just wondering, am I the only one not watching these January 6th hearings? That never seemed to end. You know, these January 6th hearings were supposed to end in June. Then they did this whole drama thing. And they say, oh, we're going to take two weeks off. And then the next thing, you know, they're bringing in some, oh my gosh, we have a special witness. They're coming in. And then now we have Cipollone behind closed doors. Is anybody paying attention? Does anybody believe half of the stuff that's going on? This is uh, the definition of a witch hunt. Just bring in as many people as possible, put as many people under oath, terrify people, cost them lots of money, and basically turn up nothing. This is not even a court of law. It's not going to result in anything. They're trying to get criminal charges against President Trump. Because why? They are afraid he's going to run for 2024 election. And quite frankly... It's obvious he is. He is. And I was just listening to his speech in Vegas. I think it was the most powerful speech he's given uh, since he th- since the speculation began about him running in 2024, because he was really, really hammering home how the country has changed so much in the past 18 months, in particular with crime, law and order. And, and that is the one thing that everybody needs to rely on, is that the fact that we have law and order in this country. And if we don't, we don't have a country. If we don't have a border, we don't have a country. If we're not energy independent, we don't have a country. And so on. And so he hammered those things home. But the other thing that's been going on with these January 6th hearings is they're attacking us. Yes, the people of the MAGA movement, the people that believe in Trump, I don't know about you, but my support of Trump has not wavered. Now, if yours has wavered, I'd love to hear why. Is it just because what the media is saying or what this January 6th thing is about, or you're starting to question? Well, let me play this for you. This is, you remember, good old governor from Ohio way back when, John Kasich. He ran in the primary against Trump in 2016. It was him and Ted Cruz, the two left standing against Trump. Then they formed an alliance, which I don't think Ted Cruz really followed up on. I think I think he kind of like... You know, he was kind of, he says, yeah, yeah, I'll make a deal with you. But he had all every intention of, of clinching that Republican nomination for himself. Kasich was a, a bungling idiot. Um, you know, he was so whiny. He was wishy-washy. He was like a wet noodle, um, crying and all emotional and trying to pull everybody together. When the left is like going at our throats with the machete. He's saying, oh, yes, no, this is not right. We have to stop this and the tone of Trump and all of that. Meanwhile, Trump is like, wait, I'm, I'm fighting fire with fire here. <laughs> what are you doing? You know? Uh, okay. So forget about that. That was 2016. But John Kasich is still gunning for Trump, but he's attacking you and me. And uh, here he is on Wolf Blitzer's show on CNN. One other thing that's been happening that I've noticed, uh, Wolf, and that is, I like to say there are a group of what were hardcore Trump supporters, and I think they're getting, like, mushy. You know what that term means. No, they're laughing they're, they're at They're mushy. You. They're getting weaker. They no longer sort of stand Beaker. up and defend him. Wow. They now say, well, it's time to move on. So these hearings, the, the accumulation of these hearings, highly watched hearings, are taking highly a real watched. toll on him and providing space for other Republicans to think about running for president? Are they highly watched? I don't think so. (laughs) I I mean, I don't know. I'm just taking a wild guess here. Um, I don't think they're highly watched. I'm not getting mushy over Trump at all. I'm still... Defending him, but I don't have to defend him really. I, I mean, I'm just stating the obvious. And the reason why they're dragging out these hearings that were supposed to end in June is they want to get as close as they can to 2022's election. So now they're scheduling more and more uh, testimony by all these people they keep finding, and they're going through this witch hunt that, you know, that we are so familiar with. If you're a Trump supporter, you know exactly what it is. And they just keep bringing all these people in and they're going to keep doing it. And now they're saying they have testimonies scheduled through August. Yes, through August. So they are just trying to inch closer and closer and drag it out as much as possible because that's really the only thing they've got. Now, what they should be paying attention to, of course, is all the crime and violent crime and murders that are going on, rapes that are going on around the country. And Trump talked a lot about this in his rally in Vegas recently. Um, and I'm going to play some clips from that. But before I do, I wanted to play his take on January 6th. Here's what he said about Nancy Pelosi and what she didn't do to protect the Capitol.
0: Just like Nancy Pelosi was supposed to be policing the Capitol building, And she didn't do a very good job. The mayor of D.C., Nancy Pelosi, we offered him the troops 10,000-plus, and they turned us down. That was on January 3rd. They turned us down, 10,000 troops. But it's the same thing. They didn't do their job. They like to blame it on others, but they didn't do (laughs) it.
1: Exactly. So that's what he was talking about. He was talking about the governors around the country Uh, that are in Democratic governors or Democratic mayors or that are not doing their job in protecting the public. You know, Trump said something during this rally. He said, you need a president that's going to make America safe again. If we don't feel safe with all this increasing crime, you know, he gave some statistics during the rally speech from 2019 to 2021, Uh, Violent crime has gone up in Nevada, which is where he was speaking, 35%. It's gone up 52% in New York City, more than 60% in Chicago. And he didn't give Atlanta's numbers, but he said that Atlanta was worse than Chicago, the amount of percentage that it has increased. Um, And that makes people very, very uncomfortable. And then you talk about taking guns away from people that they can't defend themselves. What is that about? You give career criminals uh, the ability to stay out on the street by eliminating cash bail, uh, defunding the police. You you do all this police reform that makes police afraid to act and do something wrong that might end up getting them sued with qualified immunity. Uh, You know, uh, might be losing their uh, job, their pension. Dragging their family through God knows what kind of uh, criminal case or civil case and costing so much money and putting them in poverty. There's no wonder why they're having a, a, a tr- lots of trouble uh, attracting new recruits to the police department. They've made the police the villain. And this has been going on for a while, but in particular during the pandemic and during all those riots, it really started to take a turn to defund the police. And as much as President Joe Biden says he's not for defunding the police, essentially everything he has done has been anti-police. This was very much so a law and order speech, July 8th in Las Vegas. And Trump really worked hard on the drug problem and really was able to stave off a lot of it coming in over the border. He spoke to China. He said to China, you cannot send this fentanyl anymore to the drug cartel in Mexico. So what they did was, uh, you know, I did a little research and what it seems to have happened was they started selling the drug cartel in Mexico, not fentanyl in its whole state, but the ingredients needed to make fentanyl. And then the cartel makes it, and they then bring it over the border as best they could. But with Trump causing this um, blockage at the border with the wall and uh, all the policing, it was able to stave off the flow. But with Joe Biden as president, with the open borders, the number one issue that we have is the criminal element coming over the border. He characterizes it as an invasion, not an invasion of poor people that are coming over. That's not what he's referring to. He's talking about the weapon of fentanyl. Listen.
0: We worked long hours during my years in the White House. We had great success, especially when you compare it to what is happening now where drugs are pouring into our country at levels never seen before. We got drug use down 18% in the White House, with an effort headed up by our great First Lady. She worked very hard on that. But that still meant hundreds of thousands of people were dying from the drug problem. Each drug dealer, on average, is responsible for the death or the destruction of 500 lives, each drug dealer. At least 200,000 people a year are dying from these drugs. That's an invasion. It's an invasion. Same as bullets, same as bombs, especially fentanyl, a disaster that I greatly slowed down through dealing with President Xi of China. Had long conversations. I said, you got to stop it, and he did. But now it's coming in at levels that we haven't seen before, fentanyl.
1: Trump went on to recommend the death penalty for drug dealers. I can't say I disagree. I'm not really a fan of the death penalty. But when you think about it, they're killing people. They don't care. Nonstop, making millions of dollars off of killing people, destroying families destroying children's lives because of their both parents. How many stories have we heard children found wandering the neighborhood or in the back of a vehicle of parents that are overdosed in the front seat? It is unbelievable. Fentanyl killing children in a home where it's being used or sold or packaged. This is a problem that needs to be stopped. But other than the drug dealers, Trump also recommended what he would do if he were to become president, is to instill the death penalty on human traffickers. To instill the death penalty on those who kill cops. I can't say I disagree. There is a war on cops right now. And it's becoming a... a, This is the Democrats' plan. So they villainize the police, they defund the police cripple the police, stop people from uh, looking for jobs as police officers, cause the retirement of many police officers so that we are left to fend for ourselves and then they disarm us with laws to uh, take away guns for law-abiding citizens. And what do you have? You have a tyrannical government that is doing everything possible to let criminals out of jail to perpetrate more crime. I think it's something like 86% 86% of crimes are committed by people who are, have been already arrested or convicted. And so you can't not look at this and say, they're doing this on purpose. They are the party of death. I've said it for years and years and years. As I'm watching it unfold, this is what they do. So what did Trump say about it, about crime being rampant through America right now, especially in Democratic-led cities and states? Well, he's pleading with you to vote the right way in 2022 and 2024. Listen.
0: But today, crime has become far worse than ever before, with Republican victories in 2022 and 2024 We can restore tough-on-crime policies and much, much more. Leave our police alone. Let them do their job. They know what to do. We have to allow them to do it. Among the first bills we pass must be to fund a massive increase in the number of police officers in every city and metro area all across our country. And we want to get Really good powerful people. We want to get police that can be police We don't want to hire people that they look at somebody and they're afraid Does anybody understand what I'm saying do you understand that Tom Holman? I don't think so Tom, right? Police departments continue to hemorrhage offices in record numbers a direct result of the Democrat Party's anti- police crusade. And by the way, it continues. They still want to defund the police. You know, they're trying to say, well, not really, not really. When somebody's saying not really, that means they want
1: to do it. Boy, do I miss Trump. And you know what? He has always been a law and order president. And it wasn't until Biden took the reins did we realize what that really meant. After listening to the end of his speech in Vegas on July 8th, I don't have any doubt that he's going to run in 2024. In fact, this clip makes me miss him so much. Listen.
0: Law and order is at the very heart of the American promise of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Without law and order, there is no justice, there is no safety, there is no prosperity, and there is no freedom. That's why impartial rule of law has been at the core of our make America Great Again Movement, greatest movement in the history of our country. And all of those people back there, oh, they would love to get me in that, but they can't. There's never been a movement like this. I mean, we had a president who ran twice and won twice and may have to do it a third time. Can you you believe it? There you (laughs) go. There you go. I say, ran twice. And did better the second time. You know that, right? Did a lot better. Got more votes than any sitting president in history. And that's a tribute to you. More than a tribute to me, that's a tribute to you. And our vision for America could not be more different from the nightmare being forced on this nation by the radical left. They want open borders. We want strong borders. They want defund and disparage the police. We want to support and strengthen our police. They want America to be a sanctuary for dangerous criminal aliens. We want our country to be a sanctuary for hardworking people that love America. They want a country that is soft on violent felons. We want want communities, and we want a country that's safe for law-abiding citizens of every race, religion, color, and creed. These are the contrasts that will define this election, very simple. In addition to the other things I say, low taxes, strong, strong military. We rebuilt our military. We added Space Force, few regulations, which is why we had the best job numbers ever. But these are decisions that will determine the future of our country. With the help of everyone here today, we are going to keep on pushing and keep on fighting until we have defeated the radical left assault on law and order, and we will all together Make America great again. We will liberate our communities from the scourge of crime. We will protect the innocent. We will deliver justice to the guilty. And we will defend our police in every city, every suburb, and every community all across our land. I just want to thank you all for being this is an incredible group of people. Thank you very much.
1: So there you have it, Trump in Vegas. Uh, it sounds to me that he is running, but more importantly... He's imploring all of us to do what we need to do in 2022. And we did such a good job in the primaries here locally in the Myrtle Beach area. Boy, oh boy, we got rid of a lot of rhinos. We've eliminated their chance to get back into Congress. We are really doing great. And I have been so excited since the primaries and the runoffs to know that we are electing America first candidates that support the Trump doctrine. I'm on the mission. I'm, a, I'm all renewed. You know, I was getting a little worried there. I'm not going to lie. But, but uh, when you see the big money pouring into local campaigns to get these rhinos elected and people who are never Trumpers elected, it, it just really is disheartening because then you feel like you can't get above it. But you know what? We won. We won. And you know what? I am not tired of winning. Are you? I didn't think so.
0: The Long Story Short Podcast with Liz Calloway.
1: Thank you for downloading Long Story Short. If you need to reach me, you can always email me at Liz Calloway, LLC at gmail.com. That's Calloway with all A's. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a review, like and share it with your friends. Until next time, I'm Liz Calloway.